This is the Beard and the Stash podcast. This is episode numero five o of the podcast, <laughs> number number five of the podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Troy Ballard. And I'm the other one, Adam Parker. And we are five episodes of the Beard and Stash podcast into this whole ordeal. Yeah, the and new era. The new era, <laughs> the new era of podcasting. And you can't help but wonder, you know, how... We, we, Adam and I did a bunch of podcasts before, and we're still, I mean, admittedly, we're still not podcast experts, but I feel like we're, we're slowly improving over time. You know, I feel like yeah. we're, we're, we're slowly, slowly improving. And um, we started doing the podcast consistently every Friday now. So we have the podcast coming out every single Friday. Um, today is an anomaly because I'm actually um, in the process of moving. That's how much I love you guys. I'm willing to do a podcast with boxes stacked around me and all my stuff is packed up except for my podcasting equipment, a.k.a. the MacBook Pro. So now, now, that, we're, <laughs> now that we're here, um, we have a pretty fun slate of stuff to talk about today. Uh, we're chatting New York Knicks. We can't get enough of those Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. Um, talking a little bit of Ryan Tannehill in Miami. Mario on Rivera, an awesome, awesome comment from the Atlanta Hawks co-owner about Kevin Garnett. So... We're going to cover all that in the upcoming episode. So, Adam, what do, you, what, do you, what do you feel like talking about first? Is it Knicks, Dolphins, or Rivera? What, what, well, what do you feel well like we're in NBA playoffs. Let's just go with the Knicks. The Knicks, okay. Okay. Well, for those of you who don't know or are living under a rock or are blind and deaf, the Knicks lost um, big surprise to the Miami Heat in the playoffs. Um, they did not get swept, but they lost 4-1, to one, um, and they, they, they dropped their last game uh, last night. Wasn't really close, um, and the Heat were in control pretty much the entire game. I mean, is is it really a surprise that the Knicks lost? Adam, are you are you shocked? No, the only reason they weren't was because it took a Herculean effort from Carmelo Anthony to keep them from being swept, and uh, the Heat were forced to put away their brooms. But uh, <laughs> they wanted they wanted, they wanted to sweep. They the wanted to, it. Oddly enough, LeBron James carried the heat, especially in the, four, and in the fourth quarter, too, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, the fourth, that's, that's the shocking thing. Like he carried them in the fourth quarter. But, you know, we're not, we're not surprised. You know, I mean, this was – I mean, the Heat are, are now – I mean, I hate to use that, that, that thing where, oh, every team in the East is injured and beat up. You know, the Heat are going to be able to walk in the, in the finals. But with the way the playoffs look right now, yeah, it's, it's, it's shaping up to seem like yep. the Heat pretty much have a guaranteed walk into the finals this year. Um, but let's, let's get back to the Knicks. Um, obviously – there, the the expectations coming into the season were a lot higher with Mike D'Antoni, and he got fired. You know, he actually he technically resigned, I guess. Yeah. Um, halfway through the season, Mike Woodson. Yeah, he ran. Over. He ran out. He ran out of Madison Square Garden with his tail between his legs. Yeah, did not so. did not have a very pleasant uh, departure from New York. Um, and Mike Woodson took over, and he did a really killer job. Mike Woodson is a a, a very did a very very good job filling in for a New York team that was was relatively, you know, completely in shambles. Led them to the playoffs. Um, of course, there was an insanity. I mean, a lot happened in New York this year. And I guess the biggest question coming into next season for the Knicks, now they've been eliminated, is will Amari and Carmelo both be together in New York next season? I don't think they should be, but I think they're going to have to be because that Amari Sotomayor contract is so terrible, it's virtually untradeable, I think, at this point. Well, I mean, they, they have to take back contracts that are equally as bad, pretty yep. much. Yeah, couple, couple that kind, couple that in with his injury history. He's not a very desirable uh, trade piece at this time. Yeah, he's not, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy. I think when he left Phoenix, he was a hot, he was a hot commodity. And oh, yeah, Mr. $100 million man. Yeah, $100 million man. And um, 
you know, he, he he's essentially he's getting paid uh, Kobe Bryant Mamba money, you know, and um, he's obviously he, he he's not posting up the numbers. He has attitude issues, you know. He's been, I mean, it's been this this huge ringer. And yeah, I agree with you. I don't th- I don't think he should be there. I think they try to trade him, but I'm not sure he's going to take that contract. I think they're kind of at a loss there. Um, and, and what do you think of Jeremy Lin? I, for those of you who don't know, Jeremy Lin is a, is, is a unrestricted free agent now, and he is free to sign wherever he, where wherever and with whomever he chooses. So, do you think it would behoove the New York Knicks to resign him, or do you think they're going to let him walk? Uh, I think they have to resign him. I mean, who else they have a point guard? Baron Davis's knees are pretty much well. They're about they're about as in bad shape as Kobe's uh, right index finger. Yeah, and he, but, well, well Baron, so. I, I think Baron Davis is done after that last. That he, I think he tore his ACL in that that final game. I think he's pretty much done. He he destroyed his knee. So he's, yeah, and he's they, pretty uh, much done. Tony Douglas is more of a shooting guard, and they did they need they need to resign. I don't know how they're going to resign him, but uh, they have to do it. They have to yeah, find well, Jeremy Lin. But sanity has to remain in the Big Apple. There's no question about it. Well, he's 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 going to want major money. And that's where the issues going to come in. You know, he's going to want yep. serious dough, and that's where the main issue is going to come into play. And you know. Yep, he, he's tired of sleeping on the he's tired of sleeping on old bro's couch. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, you're looking you're looking the way the way it's looking right now is the Knicks are gonna have to somehow work out the contract, and it's probably gonna be a stressful, high pressure you know negotiation process. But yeah, I see Jeremy Lin resigning in New York. You know, that's team that gave him a shot. Um, he he has some loyalty to the franchise, and I think he wants to be in New York, center of attention. You know, um, so let's say hypothetically. The Knicks keep him already. They can't trade him. They re-sign uh, Jeremy Lin. What do you think? What do you think a fair goal would be for next season for the Knicks? Because I, I think a fair goal would be not the finals, not a finals appearance, not you know um, even an Eastern Conference finals appearance. I, I think just winning a one playoff series. Could be yeah, they need, they, need, they need to get beyond that. Uh, that hump. That first stepping stone. Yeah. Yeah. They've been, they've been stuck in that in that rut where they've been one and done the past two years, and before that they hadn't gone to the playoffs at all really. So. Um, I think it's they haven't won a playoff series in what, like twelve years now, something like that. Some, yeah, something something ridiculous like that. So, you know, I think I think mean, just, just making past one playoff series, even though Knicks fans are you know so sick of not winning, we want a finals or we're pissed. You know, a realistic thing would be just one playoff series. I think that'd be a, a success for the Knicks. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with whether they let Lynn run the show and have Carmelo and uh, Amari be. Uh, recipients of his passing or if, or if they're going to do the Carmelo isolation show like it was late in the year. <laughs> it, well, you know, I, I think there's definitely there's pros and cons to both. You know, I mean, you have the... the uh, Carmelo can definitely take over a game when he has control of the game. You know, he has the ball in his hands and he can control it. But I think with, with Jeremy Lin, I mean, Mike D'Antoni was still there for part of Lin's sanity, I think, wasn't he? He was there for part of it. Or yeah. was he... Was that, it might have been after him. I can't really remember when he resigned. But... Um, you know, Jeremy Lin definitely. I mean, they were playing team basketball when he was the point guard, so maybe they'll go back to it. Who knows? You know, it's tough to say because they went on that winning streak. Um, even when they kind of bumbled their way into the playoffs without him, and then they uh, they stumbled, of course, without a point guard, like you mentioned. That's kind of what doomed them, I think. Um, but all in all, it's going to be interesting in New York next season. But uh, you know, whatever happens, I, I do feel bad for Knicks fans. You know, they're some of the most dedicated in the NBA, and although although they are incredibly rude, you know. Um, Ch- chanting a hole whenever LeBron James is at the line, you know that's not exactly the most pleasant, <laughs> pleasant thing I've ever heard. But uh, you know, I, I do feel bad for. Him. Hopefully, things do turn around in New York. I mean, it, the, the the talent is there; they try to piece it together. You know, it's that, it's that simple. Yep. Um. So what what do you think? Let let's uh let's let's talk let's talk Miami Dolphins now. Let's talk some NFL. Um, the Dolphins did what everybody thought they were doing. They drafted Ryan Tannehill. Um. 
let me ask you just straight up: was was that the right move? I think they had to take him. Yeah, the, 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 it was just a perfect, it was the perfect fit and everything. I was obviously Mike Sherman, his former college coach, is now the offensive coordinator there. I mean, who else were they going to go with? They definitely needed a quarterback. Matt Moore was not going to be the starter this this season, or, or maybe he still will be, but still, it's not going to put butts in the seats, and they're surely not going to win any more games than they did last year. So yeah, they needed to make a splash and get Tanny Hill. Yeah, <laughs> Gordon John Gurn, it's Ryan Tanny Hill, not Tannehill. Um, and for those of the, for those listening, if uh, if you know the answer, is John Gruden being sarcastic or just funny when he's saying Tannehill, or does he actually think that's how it's pronounced? Because Adam and I can't figure it out. So if you guys know, please feel free to comment and let us know. Um, but anyway, Ryan Tannehill, you know, uh, do do you think do you think that he'll be the starter next year? I think he has to be. You don't you don't you don't pick a guy eighth overall to have him ride the bench and hold a clipboard. So the, the, the team has nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're 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 at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they had nothing to lose. You know, I mean, people can make the case, but yeah, you're in a hamper his development, but he, no, 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 no. I mean, if, they, anything, if anything, with only 19 starts in college, he needs more game experience. So yeah. definitely throw the guy into the fire. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, like, if anything, Miami tanks next season. They get a better draft pick and get him some wide receiver talent. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much Yeah, like, after yeah. trading away Brandon Marshall for whatever reason. But yeah. Yeah, the uh, yeah they, they were talking about doing that a long time ago, though. I mean, I think Brandon Marshall, Miami kind of had just a, a rough. Around the edges relationship, and now it's a question what's ready. Yeah, I agree. So, so let's say hypothetically he does start. Adam, how many wins do you envision for Miami Dolphins? <laughs> uh, I guess I've, their defense is pretty solid. Although they did lose Jeremiah uh, Bell, uh, I guess I'd probably say four, four, anywhere from four to six wins. That's on the high I, side, though. I, I was gonna say six. Six is at the max. Probably more realistically five or four. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, they're they're going to be a top top draft pick next year, and I mean, as good as that defense is, like you mentioned, you know, they're not their offense just is not it's just not there. You know, their offense is just not on par at all. So, yeah, I'm, I I agree with you. I think it's to be more realistic. You know, the the, uh, the 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 four or five win range, and probably six, maybe seven at the max, but that's pushing that division. So yeah, we'll, definitely with the Bills improvements and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then we'll, they never beat they never beat New England. So yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting. You know. Um, and I look forward to seeing what Tannehill, Tannehill can do in his uh, in his rookie season. But uh, Adam, let me let me uh, let me ask you, Marion Rivera. I know he's your <laughs> he's your favorite, maybe your all time favorite player in baseball behind Derek Jeter. Maybe, or is he above or below Derek Jeter for you? He is below Derek Jeter. No oh. one, no one is, no one is above the captain. Okay, well, <laughs> I can't blame you. Derek Jeter's pretty awesome, but. You know, what, what, speaking, before we jump to Mario Rivera, what's up with Derek Jeter? Isn't he batting like 400 this year? Yeah, yep. Second, second in the American League, man. He just, I guess, Grand Hill. I guess he 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 also got a roadmap from Grand Hill and you know, led him to the founding youth. And now he just, you know, Finney also has five homers. But though, though that uh, short right field porch in Yankee Stadium definitely does have something to do with that. But <laughs> well, I um I I think it should be noted that you know when he signed that ridiculous extension everybody's like oh man the yankees are screwed they wasted so much money and here he is he's so old <laughs> yeah and here and here he is blowing teams out of the water blowing people out of the water you know i just don't it, it, it's puzzling you know it's puzzling that he can even do that at his age and you know it's definitely hat tip to Derek jeter yeah, I'm, a, I'm a phillies fan i can respect i don't respect the yankees but i do respect jeter so you know <laughs> hat tip to Derek. but our one redeeming quality <laughs> yeah seriously yeah, on, on on a team full of, of purchased talent yeah Derek jeter's about the only one that i that i can respect um so Mariano Rivera, he tore his acl this is not new news but apparently there's an issue with surgery with a blood clot in his knee it's been delayed so Adam, what I mean, really, you know, looking at this, this this realistically, do you see him ever returning to full strength and being the same pitcher he was before the injury? 
Well, considering he had nothing, considering something's wrong, nothing's wrong with his arm. I could, uh, I could definitely say his odds are definitely in his favor. Yeah, but you know, back. yeah, that 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 you know that momentum in the leg and the and the movement, yeah, that's also really important to pitching, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, I, that I, I lower body strength. Mode. He knows. He know. I mean, he's been doing this for almost twenty years. He knows what he's doing. Well, I think I, he'll I just, can come I think back. The, 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 his, the, the velocity might not be in the low nineties anymore. He might get in the high eighties, maybe. Maybe touch the low nineties like he does on occasion still, but I, I don't know. Well, his, I think his, the, the, it's all about pitch location nowadays, anyway, with him. So, well, his well, his lower, you know, I mean, his, um, you know, his younger years, he was like unstoppable, and even recently, you know, you've seen that he he's blown a few saves here and there, you know, and it's because he's man, how old is he now? Like what, thirty six? No, no, no. He's like he's forty two. Oh my good god! Well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I was unaware that he was that old. Um, wow, that's interesting. Like, oh, blink of an eye, blink of an eye goes from twenty-five to forty-two, huh? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a torn ACL at forty-two. That could be the kiss of death. I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll try to come back, but the same, the same player. I don't know. I mean, do, do you really think he's going to come back? Is he is the same pitcher he was? Before the injury, I mean, he's, he's going to lose something for it. He, he's going to lose something. You can't tour. You have to. I mean, and, yeah, and yeah. yes, yes. Obviously, I'm going to be a crazy optimist here as a Yankees fan. I guess, I guess more. I'm, I'm not really sure whether he's going to come back to the same guy. He never can tell that, but I'm hoping that he does. I guess that's the best I can oh, do. All right, all right. So let, let me ask you this: Is it time for the Yankees to find a replacement at least, at the minimum, or start to look for a replacement? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely start looking. I mean, the guy's not going to go for. I think maybe another year. Year next, maybe next year might be his last year or the year after that. Who knows? But I don't, I don't think he pitches beyond the age of of uh, forty five. So yeah, definitely gotta start sniffing around the farm system or wherever they want to go. No, 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 they'll just buy talent. Don't, don't kid yourself. <laughs> no, no, actually, talent. the new era in our house star They're spending. They're actually getting a lot more talent from our farm system now. So yeah, I believe that when I see it. So <laughs> let, let let's jump to our last and favorite segment here on the uh, Beard and Stash podcast. Um, the seriously dude segment, and this this week comes from. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks co-owner. I've never even heard of this guy, but apparently he's a co-owner of the Atlanta Hawks. His name is Michael Guerin Jr. And he, a guest speaking event in Atlanta, he dropped a gem of a line calling Kevin Garnett the dirtiest player in the league. Um, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give just a brief a brief uh, section of this quote. So quote. Garnett is the dirtiest guy in the league. We were playing Boston last night and they had two fouls the whole first half. We had five times that and we're athletic. So essentially, what he's saying is, not only Garnett but the Celtics as a whole just play dirty. And you know, is that is this, is this just sour grapes, Adam, or do you think he's got something going on here? Is that is that right? A fair assessment of Kevin Garnett. Yeah, it's probably it's probably a little both at this point because yes, he granted most of the majority of the Celtics are slowing down because they're getting older, obviously, and um, sometimes they have to resort to quote unquote dirty fouls or whatever to slow a guy down and keep him in front of him because their lateral quickness, as you guys like to, as you like to joke about, is not exactly the best anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah, they, 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 I mean, you, you can obviously see the Garnett and, and Pierce and Allen and you know, that entire core three outside of Rondo are definitely slowing down. I mean, they don't have the lateral, the, the, the jump cuts, they don't have those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, do, which, I mean, is, I mean, I, I assume, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I can get that, um, you know, I, I I've seen Garnett do some pretty shady stuff. You know, nothing as bad as Ron Ron pantsing Paul Pierce or 
or him, you know, I, maybe, you know, elbowing, maybe intentionally, maybe not. James Harden, you know, that's just kind of up in the air for debate, I think, still. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think it comes to a point in basketball where, you know, when you're that old and you don't have the same legs to jump up with these younger guys, you have to do something to win. And, you know, that, that Celtics team definitely has an attitude of, you know, we're a gritty, tough defensive team. And I think that that attitude kind of correlates directly with, you know, Garnett's quote-unquote dirty play, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. And they also get the respect from the refs being that they're, being that they're older players out there. Pretty they're much veterans. pretty much the legends of the league at this point. Yeah, they're veterans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, and, I, and also, you know, we've already, I mean, we discussed on previous podcasts that, that, that Garnett is the anchor of this defense. You know, he's like the the Dwight Howard uh, of sorts in, uh, in Boston. And, you know, you need to set, you need to set the tone for a game. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying elbowing or, or cheap shotting players is, is, is a good idea, but, you know, playing rough and showing them that you're not going to roll over because you're, you know, in your mid thirties. I mean, you're not, yeah, gonna... definitely give them a tough playoff foul. Yeah, exactly. Once in a while. Let, let them know that you're there to win and not there to just, you know, ride the rails for another contract. I mean, you're there to win, you know? So, I mean, I think that probably, I mean, it is definitely a serious new moment that he would mention this at a, at a guest-speaking event. You know, I'm not really sure why anybody would even, I mean, why he's even talking about this at a guest-speaking event. But, you know, I, I guess probably sour grapes more than anything. The Hawks, you know, I mean, that, that's another team that's been really, really disappointing a lot of years in a row, kind of like the Knicks. Yep, and, one and uh, done. <laughs> one and done. yep. And they've kind of fallen victim to those top-tier um, East teams like the, you know, like the Miami Heat, like the Boston Celtics, you know. And uh, and they can't they can't seem to be over that hump. So I, I can understand the frustration, and especially from an ownership standpoint, it's something that you know you just don't want to see. And if anybody's going to call NBA, it should be the players. You know, it should be the players on the Hawks calling Garnett out because they're the one on the court. You know, they're not. Yeah, they're 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 the ones that are being the blunt of the so-called hits. Yeah. So, so. you know, I, I I think that this is definitely a questionable comment to say the least. But you know. Luckily, he's an owner, so he's probably going to be totally scot-free from David Stern's wrath of uh, of suspension. <laughs> oh, you never know. I mean, Mark Cuban gets fined pretty often, so <laughs> yeah. But but Cuban and Stern are like Batman and the Joker, you know. <laughs> they, just, they just they don't get along. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this is this is uh, this is of course the Beer and Stash podcast. Um, this is a pretty weak way to uh, to conclude. I, I can do a good closing line. I, I, I use up all my creative energy that gem of the Batman <laughs> Joker line. So, <laughs> um, but really, this is the Beer and Sash podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Troy Ballard, and I'm the other one, Adam Parker. And we will be here every Friday. I know this is Thursday, but generally every Friday. And uh, we're gonna be covering the NFL, NBA, and MLB. We're on iTunes as well. So free to check out the site. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. www.beerandstash.com. Thanks for listening.